It was better than Secret Invasion. That is not a hot take. <laughs> hey, fatheads, get in the room. Y'all about to listen to the two fat dudes. Come on. D-list internet celebs, the top of the crop. Always slinging you the news with them nerd cred chops. Now listen up and listen well. The two fat dudes is coming, anyone can tell. Dukes digression, princes of pods. They'll rock your socks, they just can't stop. The two fat dudes are coming your way. The two fat dudes are coming your way. The two fat dudes are coming your way. TFD Nerdcast 570 is about to drop into your audio listening device so that you can listen to it pleasurably. Kerplunk. There it goes. It's so, there now. Yeah, the kerplunk is kind of rough, but uh, but now you're going to be good. Imagine if every time we dropped an episode, it auto it like made a kerplunk and knocked the phone out of your hand. Like, new episode, bitch! <laughs> well, if it actually went kerplunk, we'd probably have to pay Green Day, and I don't want to have to do all that. Or the, or the uh, who, who owned the board game kerplunk. Do you remember that game with the marbles? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's Milton Bradley. Either way, we can't afford to be paying. We can't, we <laughs> yeah. can't do that for Regardless, the use of Kerplunk. So, we ain't got that kind know, of money. Maybe we'll just go with something more uh, more publicly accessible like Plop. Oh, Plop's good. Yeah, we just plop into your audio listening device. TFD Nerdcast, episode 570. Let's go. Let's hybridize it and go Kerplop. Oh, they can't see, take that from us. Now that right there is why we have mm-hmm. to share the brain. Kerplop. Kerplop. It's you our got word. It. All right. We are going possible to... episode title. <laughs> <laughs> kerplop. That's our word. That's our word. Uh, all right, but yeah, we are about to kerplop so hard you don't even know. That sounds dirty. I'm Zach. You know, you know who it is. It finally happened. It took 570 episodes. I don't think you've ever tried to steal my catchphrase. And I didn't even do it on purpose. That's so hilarious. Uh, But yeah, he is Zach. I'm Chad. You know who it is. As well. And yeah, we are the two fat dudes, lords and masters of the TFD Nerdcast, here to provide those nerdy nummies, that fat guy news that only we can provide. Let's just, just let's just do the damn thing, okay? Let's do it. Yeah, all right. Why don't, so, you, why don't you tell the folks who brought the updates? Oh well, that I mean, it should be obvious at this point. But for anybody who it's not obvious to, tfdnerdcast.threadless.com. It's a wonderful little place on the interwebs where you can get all sorts of TFD Nerdcast merchandise. You can get T-shirts. Oh, you can get mugs you can get duvets you can get a new shower curtain that has your choice of the tfd nerdcast logos of which there are three and you can pick have your pick make them say oh oh tfd nerdcast (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no and also like 
wouldn't a lot of these things make great stocking stuffers? I kind of think so, Zach. And it's the perfect time of year for that. And you, you normally know, can't fit us into a stocking. No, but you can fit these these wares into your stocking. You sure could. And, uh, you know, you won't have to worry about interweb traffic like you would with other places you might <laughs> buy things. So, you know, if you're looking for that last minute gift and you're worried that it won't get there on time, we might be able to hook you the hell up. <laughs> All right. So hit us up at tfdnerdcast.com. TFDNerdcast.threadless.com Go there, buy our wares For the holidays, motherfuckers And now the updates Here's the fucking updates There were a whole bunch of Superman Legacy castings Since we last did an update Uh, Within a matter of a few days James Gunn cast Venezuelan actor Maria Gabriela de Faria I hope I'm not murdering that. That's pretty close. Uh, as Angelica Spisa, or Spisa, again, guessing, uh, a.k.a. the Engineer. If you're not familiar, she's a member of the super team, the Authority, and uh, she can modify her liquid machinery body to form different weapons. So kind of like T-1000 is what I'm imagining. I was totally envisioning the exact same thing, yeah. They've also cast Victoria's Secret model Sarah Sampaio, as Eve Tessmacher, the right-hand woman-turned-love-interest of Lex Luthor. Along with these ladies, we've got our Jimmy Olsen. He'll be played by the Righteous Gemstones and Licorice Pizza star Skylar Gizondo, or Gizondo, one of those. Oh, and most importantly, we have a Lex Luthor, and what a casting it is. Joining Superman Legacy as the arch-nemesis of Superman is none other than Nicholas Holt. I I kind of love that. I wanted to call him Sir Nicholas Holt just then. I was like, no, he hasn't been knighted. He didn't get that yet. Yeah. Yet. But I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm hopeful. King Charles, get your sausage fingers all over that. <laughs> okay. Well, listen. Uh, from from top to bottom here now, I, I honestly don't know Maria Gabriela de Faria. Uh, you know, so... That's that one's just gonna be kind of a surprise to me. Same with Sarah Sampaio. Honestly, I don't. I'm not familiar with her. I mean, this might be her first acting role. She was a Victoria's Secret model. I don't know. These they're they're very new to at least the American scene. Do you do you know off the top of your head who uh, uh, Skylar Cazando is in Righteous Gemstones? Because I I have the IMDb right here. We can pull it up right there. He is Skylar Cazando. Oh, okay. He plays the he plays the son of uh, one of the main cast members. Oh yeah, yeah, and a uh, and a very large role in Righteous Gemstones. And he plays Gideon Gemstone. Uh, I, yeah, he he'll be great yeah. for Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, oh dude, for that character, mm-hmm. psh, write it up. Nice, that one's easy. Yeah, like he'll he'll murder that. Seriously, that's a good one. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm not. I I don't know. Um, I don't know the other two. I don't know Sampaio. I don't know. Gabriela de Faria. Have we talked about Anthony Kerrigan being Rex Mason previously? I feel like that has been part of the discussion. We have. We have. We have. Okay. Like, because if you're not familiar, folks, that like these people join a cast of we got Rachel Brosnahan from uh, the fabulous Ms. Maisel, I think it's called on Amazon. And um, also from and House of Cards fame. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And she plays Lois Lane. And we've got David Cornsweat playing our Superman 
uh, Edie or Eddie Gathegi is Mr. Terrific. Previously in X-Men First Class. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Um, I'm uh, just trying... So people might know, sure, sure. you know. Yeah, he played... Um, um, what the fuck's his name? Fucking... Darwin. Darwin, thank Darwin, you. Darwin, that's thank it. You. Yep. And you were saying Anthony Kerrigan. Yeah, uh, who has been a bunch of things in nerddom fame. He uh, was Mr. Zaz. Yeah, that was the one off the top he, of my head he in was Gotham. On, he was on Arrow, I want to say as Weather Wizard or something like that. Uh, and now he's going to be Metamorpho, which also makes he, sense. He was the guy who uh, was basically like an angry cloud. Yeah. That's who he was in Arrow. Yeah, I think. I think he was one of the weathered wizards. Yeah. And he was also he was also on the amazing show Barry on HBO. See, I always God forget because I didn't that. watch that. Dude, you I should. always forget that one. Put yeah. that on put move that up your list. Put it in the box. It's finished. All right. It's a finished show. The episodes are a half an hour long. Oh, I can just go beginning to end. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll Yeah. All right. Duly noted. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he he's good in basically anything I've ever seen him pop up in. I loved him as Zaz in Gotham, you yeah. know. And then we have Isabella Merced as Hawkgirl and of course Mr. Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner, which if you don't like that then I question your fandom. I hate Guy Gardner, but I love that Nathan Fillion's playing him. <laughs> I think that's what's delicious about it. Yeah. Because Nathan Fillion at one point would have been considered absolutely the total and perfect um Oh, wow, it just flew out of my head. Uh, other Green Lantern. Hal Jordan. Hal there Jordan. we go. Uh, like, <laughs> would have been completely perfect for that. But, like, Nathan Fillion now is probably perfect for Guy Gardner. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, that one, yeah, so that one threw me off for a second. Uh, but, yeah, Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. Like, I hope he doesn't mind shaving his head. I you know he's got he's got a head that I think will work for that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but I just I think it's an iconic look, and I think you I think you should do it, man. Yeah, don't go the uh, don't go the route of what's his face Jesse Eisenberg and keep the locks. But as far as playing Lex Luthor and giving us the kind of Lex Luthor that I think Lex Luthor loyalists, if you can pardon the tongue twister, <laughs> would would be after, I think he can do that shit. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like we, I've like I've seen him play smarmy characters. Yeah, and that's what you need. You need someone who can play like a super brilliant narcissist, and I think he can do that. I look forward to it. Yeah. Speaking of casting, there are new rumors floating around concerning the Fantastic Four and who might play the first couple of Marvel comics. Rumors say that Sue Storm could be played by Sue Storm. Could be wait what? <laughs> that's my fault on the notes yes whoa <laughs> you just cue cards cue cards <sighs> okay oh. we don't write down everything we say obviously but we want to make sure we don't fuck some shit up <laughs> but just, sometimes in the quest to not fuck some shit up you fuck some shit up you just pulled a ron burgundy he'll read anything you put on the teleprompter <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was, I did. I did. That one was that moment right there was a beautiful fuck up. What do you want me to say? It's totally my fault. Oh no! But anyway, um, the role of Sue Storm could go to Mission Impossible and Hobbs and Shaw actor Vanessa Kirby. I was unfamiliar with her, so I pulled up a picture so we could like. I I totally see. I can totally see Sue Storm. 
Totally see it. And you know, it's funny. I totally know her from something, but it's not oh, yeah? either of those things. She looks very similar to the girl who plays the young version of the Targaryen princess on the House of the Dragon. If you watched that, they have yeah, a- she does look like her, but that's not it. No, I'm, I'm gonna have to look that one up oh, okay. while while we discuss this because. Well- Meanwhile, the same mill is saying that the role of Reed Richards may be being circled by the Mandalorian himself, Pedro Pascal. And from the look of from the look of Vanessa Kirby, if this were to be true, I'm going to have to go out on a limb and say that I totally called it and that the uh, the idea of doing the older Bruce, the the, uh, Bruce Banner, the older Reed Richards with a younger Sue Storm is the route that they're going. And they're going to do that. Like, what do they call that? A summer fall relationship or a spring winter? I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. uh, Yeah. It's basically the nice way of saying somebody who's way too old for somebody else. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Like. I don't know why you got to be such a dick about it, Zach. <laughs> why not? <laughs> but I think that uh, both of these would be solid castings. I, you know, I cannot determine. Even looking at her IMDb, I cannot figure out where I know Vanessa Kirby from. Huh. That is going to drive me nuts because I know I know her from somewhere, but I don't watch The Crown. Ah, oh, I'm just, I'm gonna. Oh, she have was to, on the Crown. Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure that out through the course of time. Who'd you play on the Crown? I don't know. Again, oh. I don't watch the Crown. I just I know that's another one of her like known fours. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, sorry, dude. Uh, but yeah, uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Pedro As- Pascal. <laughs> uh, you know that's one of those things where I never really even considered him for the role. Honestly, I do worry that we're getting over Pedroed. Because I don't want him to be one of those guys who gets, like, put in everything mm. huge and then just fizzles because people are tired. I don't want him to get get the Creed or Nickelback effect. You so know what that, I mean? That right there, right there, what you just said. Mm-hmm. That is an episode title. Creed only or Nickelback only, effect? No, no. Over Page Road. Over only, Page Road. Only we're going to make it a verb, like over Page Road. Yes. You know, yeah. That's. I yep. like it. Mm-hmm. That's happening. That is the episode title. But yeah. that, that's I worry about that. But at the same time, I want to see the guy continue to do cool shit because he's so good. And I think that he could totally pull off a Reed Richards. I do. I do, man. Like, I I kind of... Uh, man, this is one of those times where I sort of wish that we had more to argue about. Because I'm so on board with everything you just said. I don't want him to get oversaturated either, yeah. but I mean, come on. If you do the facial hair right and give him the, the little white lines that we all want and mm-hmm. love slash expect, he's already fucking Reed Richards. He's I think like, I think this is an instance where you go with the, uh, the bearded Reed Richards. I think this one you go bearded Reed Richards. I don't know, man. I kind of like to see him... Fresh faced, so that the little oh, white lines, the, the little white lines, should be the only thing oh. that indicates that he's a little bit older. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like could, that's could, what I'm looking for. Could I throw out a wild idea for Secret Wars? Uh oh. What if you? Okay, say say we do get Pedro. That's cool. What if then, on during Secret Wars, you bring back John Krasinski, but he is the maker? Oh. <laughs> sneaky fuck i don't hate it i don't hate it 
Listen, people clamored for Krasinski. They finally got it, and then they got mad that that was all that they got. Exactly. So if you bring it back as the maker, it's a careful what you wish for situation. That's that's not bad, dude. That's not bad. Now that that they have the FF, you can't not at some point fuck with the maker. The maker is one of the. See now, Matt. We already have an episode. Fuck title. with the maker. You is can't also- not fuck with the maker. <laughs> Damn, dude. Like, get, tell us how you really feel, Zach. Shit, that's usually me getting all animated about. It's I true. Think, I think that it's part true. comes for me later in this episode, but we'll get there. I, I think that I think that the maker is one of the best modern creations as far as villains in Marvel comics. I think that's hard to dispute. Just. I mean, there have been so few who have really been that kind of threat level. Yeah. Like... I'd say from the 90s on, there's only a handful of creations that I would say are up there. It's like the Maestro, the Maker, maybe Onslaught. I was going to say 90s Apocalypse. 90s Apocalypse? Did Apocalypse first pop up in the 90s? I think, like that, I think I think that was remember. when all of his best shit happened. Okay. Yeah, that one I couldn't remember if he yeah. was an '80s or a '90s creation. Yeah, he's not. Well, he might have been created in the '80s, but had uh, based basically Age of Apocalypse was definitely '90s. Oh hell yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, we got to give a little bit more uh, credit to Vanessa Kirby here too, because like while she's not someone that I am super familiar with, and I cannot figure out where I do know her from. There's something in my head that is making me be like, "Yeah, you remember her, and she's good. You just don't, <laughs> you just don't remember her being good enough to remember exactly where you remember her." It's one of those kind of scenarios. Well, as the uh, as the '90s band Roxette once said, "She's got the look. She's got the look. She's got the look." Yeah, I'm yeah. not, not going to go past. You're not going to go past. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll I'll do that one little bar. Don't. I'm not okay. singing Zachary. We ain't. La 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 la. She's got the look. There we go. <laughs> we had to finish it. That's fair. That's fair. You had you. I mean, you had the la 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 la. I couldn't. You know. You, I knew there you, are certain things that you can't resist. You were pressed. There you are were certain pressed. things that you just can't resist. Um, where's Ricky? Uh, he's right there. Just kick him. Oh, okay. Hey, Ricky, do the thing. And now, get ready for your weekly dose of the nerd news with the two fat dudes. Hey, make sure you uh, you feed him well. You know, it's, it's special time of year for him, too. Look, I gave him a big Thanksgiving meal that's got to last him a couple weeks. All right. Well, give him, I'm putting something in his stocking, you know. I will. I'll um, get him, like, a duvet from okay. tfdnerdcast.threadless.com. Go there, buy our wares. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, good yeah. call. Good call. All right. Uh, fun, quick story. John Hamm spoke with Screen Rant not long ago and brought up his interest in joining the MCU when asked if he'd still want to play Mr. Sinister in the X-Men reboot. After mentioning his lifelong love of comics, Hamm said, Hopefully, whatever their plans are, they include me. But if not, I know that they have a pretty deep bench of folks that are 
ready to be a part of those stories. There are certainly a lot of stories in the X-Men world to be told. Final, yeah, almost Final Final Fantasy. Nope. Uh, (laughs) Fantastic Four as well, like Doctor Doom. There are so many great things out there. But yeah, I hope I get a chance. Who knows? And so as soon as people heard this, they were like, John Hamm, Doctor Doom. Boing. Dude, here's the thing. If if we were still doing the uh the show where we actually uh you know did the video cast on Facebook like we had been doing for, for some time, this would be one of those times where I would have pretended to get up and been pissed off just to walk away for visual effect. <laughs> because damn it, give John Ham a job. We've only been saying it for fucking forever. I swear, the man needs like big meaty roles. <laughs> he does. No one, no one ever gives him big meaty roles. He's like part of movies, but he's never like a big part of a lot of things, which is stupid because John Hamm is great. And it's especially stupid when you're talking about comic book work and adapting that to film because I can't think of a single person in existence, and I'm pretty sure we've said this before in some form or another, who looks more like every prominent comic book character you can think of that was created in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. You fucking name it. He looks like Batman. He looks like Superman. He looks like Doctor Doom. He looks he, like Mr. Sinister. He looks like fucking Mr. Sinister. You see what the fuck I'm saying, Zach? Oh, I, I feel you. I feel you. Just give him one of those... Fu- I don't even care which one of those jobs you give him at this point. And the man, the man loves <sighs> comics. So he knows the shit, and if you hire him, he knows the shit. It seems way too obvious. It really does. Like, why why fight the obvious? Like, you know, we mentioned Pedro not wanting, or us not wanting him to be too absorbed by the market to the yeah. point where people were, were, quite frankly, and I hate pointing out this phenomenon because we've all been part of it at some point or another, but where hating him becomes fucking cool. Yeah. We, we don't exactly. want that. We don't want him to get X-Pac heat. No! Ooh, <laughs> I hate it when you use that term. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but you're right. But you're right, okay? Because that is the thing. You get cool to a certain point, and then after that, you are either one of those very special people who has achieved all-time, lifetime cool, which, you know, you, you could... transcend. You, yeah, you could count them on, on you know, maybe your, your fingers and toes as far as those kind of people. But everybody else... No, you're you're not making it into that club. Yeah. You know? <laughs> not everybody just... gets to be a Brad Pitt. So if you're not going to be that person, that means that eventually you're going to be one of those motherfuckers that people turn on. Yeah. And has to go away until they're not like in their late 50s, 60s. Then they get to do a resurgence yeah. for a couple years. And we don't want that for Pedro. So how about instead we give a roll or two to John motherfucking ham? I'm just saying. Pass one from Pedro to John. I mean, Pedro's so busy, he couldn't even be upset about it. The man can't even be bothered to dress up as the Mandalorian for the fucking show anymore. Or like, okay, let's just say... He's busy. Let's just say... Hold on, though. Let's just say for the sake of argument that it would be him as Doom across the screen from Pedro. Ooh, I love it. Oh, man. Oh, and that, man. And that lines up there around the same age. You could say... You could go the they went to college together route at that Dude, point. I know. Like, I... Part of me would really, really want him to be Mr. Sinister. Like, in a way, that would be my first preference. 
just because I think he would be so good. I think he would be a lot of fun as Sinister. But, but, that's Doctor Doom. Listen, Mm -hmm. man. That voice. Imagine that voice booming from behind that mask. We we say it all the time. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be Doom, what's one of the first words we always think of? Penis. No. Oh. That's like the second or third. Cocaine. No, gravitas. Yes. Dude. That's the one. Like, that's the one, okay? No, yeah, absolutely. And, and nobody would be able to carry Doom the way that John Hamm would carry Doom. I, I, I would, nobody is a is a strong term. There are other people. But that doesn't mean I don't want John Hamm to be the one to do it. I think he's hard to beat, man. I think he, I think he's like a bench post or benchmark, whatever, whatever. Yeah, you know the word I'm talking about. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. benchmark. Yeah, benchmark. I think that he would be a good choice. That means they're not going to choose him. <laughs> well, you know, Robert Kirkman pulled a big oopsie while live streaming with artist David Finch when he straight up let the cat out of the bag and said. My good friend Steven Yeun is playing the Sentry in a movie. Jesus Christ, Kirkman. <laughs> he'd go on to say, he'd go on to say, he called me, he went for a costume fitting. Kirkman would then say, uh, seemingly realizing he might be revealing a little too much, quote, I hope I'm not, I don't think this is a spoiler or anything that will get anybody in trouble. I don't know, maybe, we'll see. I don't care. I don't work for Marvel. What are they going to do to me? What are they going to do to you is <laughs> fire Steven Yeun. <laughs> and in one final effort to get Steven Yeun in trouble with Marvel, Kirkman said, I just came back for a costume fitting for the Sentry. I guess I only do superheroes that are yellow and blue. And that was a quote. That was another thing Yoon said for Kirkman. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Kirkman. Come on, dude. I, dude, like, listen, okay. Neither of us is like a Kirkman hater, you know? We've been fans of stuff that he's done. Yeah, sure. I'm not like a diehard. No, but no, I'm no. A, but but, but we're more fans of him than not fans. Sure. You know, I think yeah. it would be fair to say that. Absolutely. That said, what what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> um, because seriously, okay, at this point, like, this is not his first time being, shall we call it, a line stepper. No, you know he's very good at it's, that. It's far from it, and at this point, it's like okay, either Mr. Kirkman, either you want people to view you that way. That's best case scenario. Yeah. Worst case scenario is that you're too stupid to realize <laughs> that you're being viewed that way, and he's one of those fellows who actually kind of makes me guess which one it is. I'm not sure. I think this time he really was like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. But then was like, I'm not letting anybody know that I'm thinking this. I'm just going to pretend like I don't give a shit. Okay. I think that that was what happened here. Yeah. That's fair. Which is, I mean, holy fuck. Talk about letting the cat out of the bag. I mean, the rumor was floating around. Listen, Kirkman, I know you got that walking dead money and all that, but if you're trying to like get in a ring and box with somebody, I tell you what, you don't want it to be Marvel because they got that Disney money. All right? <laughs> you, like, might have, just, like, you might have that image money, but you ain't got that Disney money. I'm saying it's a different monster. Like, I, you know, again, fan of Kirkman, but 
Yeah. But uh I mean I know you're maybe... making I know you're making money off all forty six of your stupid Walking Dead spinoff shows. <laughs> yeah, anyway. If ratings are still a thing, he probably has like thirty percent of them on a Gee, daily basis. Fucking hell, man. You know. Sheesh. Um, okay, but you know what? Let's skip past that because we haven't really had a chance to talk about the idea of Steven Yeun as the century. No. Even after this got let out of the fucking bag. Dude, again, uh, at one point we were both walking dead guys. We yeah. we, we fell off, you know. Yeah, we've, we've talked that one to death. Yes, so we're not going to keep going there. Instead, let's talk about how awesome Steven Yeun is and how even though I think him being picked as the century is admittedly out of left field... I don't think it's a bad pick. I I loved him on Walking Dead as Glenn. I have heard really good things about him on that uh, Netflix series Beef, which I haven't mm. gotten the chance to watch yet. He's great voice acting as Invincible. Uh, I love the idea of Steven Yoon getting into the MCU. I'm surprised it's the Sentry. Like that one can't. That one is out of left field for yeah. like, as a Sentry guy. I was surprised to hear the idea of Steven, because I can't even picture, like, Century is fucking beefcake, you know, like, Century is literally blonde Superman in the comics, so, like, I never in a million years thought of Steven Yeun as that. No. But if he, but if he can put on the pounds, man, I'd be curious to see it. Uh, There is a brand new Century comic that is happening right now, I think I may have mentioned it before. Uh, the first issue just dropped because Century's been dead again, and uh, they're seemingly this is like this is my theory is that they are giving Century his own Rise of the Superman like story. Mm. Do you remember that? Like when Superman died, and then they had Steel, and they had the new Superboy sure. and the Eradicator, because basically around the world, five different people get the powers of the Century. And, uh, and I, I, one of them, I, one of them, I think is an, a new Asian character. So I'm wondering if they are going to skip over OG century and go to that character instead, or if they're just going to, to, uh, just swap, you know, like, like race swap the character, Yeah. which, uh, like, I it don't sounds like, like a dirty term. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I don't mean it as a dirty term. I'm no. just saying like. I wonder which route they're going to go. No, because but, we like the idea of Steven Yeun getting getting a job yeah, like this. So. I'm a diehard century guy, but I don't give a fuck if it's not like blonde-haired Robin, Robert Reynolds, you know? Yeah. See, if I'm, Steven Yeun can do it, then let him do it. I'm not even that big of a century guy, but at the same time, I'm I'm totally... Again, I, I'm just thinking that Steve playing it would be cool. Yeah, like, I think it could be fun. Yeah. I, 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 and I want to see him doing more things. So yeah, he's yeah. definitely somebody that I wouldn't mind uh, some more viewing time with. You know, you I, know, I haven't seen him in a while. I'm wondering now if he is like staying off camera so he can get beef caked. I mean, maybe, maybe, but also you got to figure he was probably laying low while they while he uh, just you know waited for them to tell anybody what the hell they were going to do with invincible since it took forever it did take a little while yeah we haven't talked about that have you watched the new season of invincible i'm not all caught up no oh no so far so good okay they released the first half it's pretty it's a solid follow-up to the first season so far nice nice yeah i'm digging it 
Well, we'll probably talk about that more in the future. Yeah. But uh, you know, th- two thumbs up for me if 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 that is in fact correct that Stephen Yoon has not been fired from being the Century because of Robert Kirkman. Sure. I mean, <laughs> listen. I would hope they wouldn't hold him accountable no, for I, Kirkman I being, a, being yeah. a silly Billy, but time will tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm excited some... to see that Century costume on film. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's one of those that I think if you do if you do it well, it should translate. Yeah, I yeah. think so. But uh, but again, got to do it well. Yeah, we'll see. Speaking of doing it well, let's talk about some trailers. Oh, let's. All right, sir. We got a couple that really stuck out to us in the past like month. Because here's the thing, folks. I don't think we mentioned it, but all the stuff we're talking about here happened during the period where Chad and I both had COVID. A lot of it, yeah. And then a little bit past that because then we came back and had to finish our watch along and do the Marvels trailer on the last episode. Y- you know, it gets busy when you when you only have so much podcast time. Ain't that the truth? I know that you know that. I do know that. Artist working man in podcasting over here. <laughs> I know it. I got a couple of them. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, well um yeah, shall we start with the video game trailers? We so uh, yeah, rarely get so. to do video game stuff, Not I feel as much. like, you know. So let's do a little bit of that. Especially since E3's been a bummer lately. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. All right. Well, let's start with Blade, the newest Marvel game that we're being teased by. Yeah, now, man. From what is it? From Arc Lion, I think is the name uh, of the. If you didn't notice, and Bethesda, Bethesda was on. Yeah, like, yeah. and I know this is not going to be an Xbox exclusive. I'll tell you that fucking much. That's, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. it better not be. No, there's no way. That's not happening. Um, yeah, it was Arc Lion. They made, like, Dishonored. Arcane and. Uh, yeah, Arcane. Is it Arcane, Arcane Lion? Arcane yeah. Lion. Thank they, you. Uh, Dishonored and uh, Death Proof, which and was Death another Proof. one yep. that I made, uh, that I, uh, made a lot of. Death Loop. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that's, that's one that I had played uh, a good bit as well. I'm excited about the idea of those same people having a hand in Blade and what they're going to do with the newest Marvel. Uh, installation for that or excuse me the newest video game installation for marvel at this point yeah i think it's an interesting twist that it takes place in paris i wonder what's going on with that well i i think that's part of just his lore in general and the fact that uh it's like in in some of the blade stories that i've that i've read uh Paris seems like one of those places where like vampire activity is is high. Typical. You know. Yeah, you know. Gotta have a romantic backdrop while you're slaying mm-hmm. vampires. Sure. It, it works for comics. Comics. It works for Come comics. On, you know. But but anyway, like the other thing that excites me about this is that uh early rumors indicate that it is meant to be a uh, part of this universe that they're building uh with the spider-man games and the coming wolverine game i was i was gonna mention that too because i've seen rumors people asking that question like are all three of these in the same universe are we gonna get crossover at some point i'll tell you right now if they're all successful enough the answer to that crossover question is hell yes but how do you do that if the rights to make those games are all owned by different people if there's enough money to be made, they'll find a way to do it. That'd be pretty neat. You know, because, I mean, if you think about it, Marvel team games have already been been done plenty. And we just had know. the Midnight Suns, which had 
all three of those characters in it. It was also a very Blade good was game. in that too, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, I yeah. thought so. Yeah, very good game as well. Um but yeah, man, I think uh, I think that this is positive even though the trailer is essentially us watching Blade almost get a beard trim and then uh over tipping the barber. <laughs> yeah, it really was just a just a quick tea. It was the essential essential teaser. Like it was exactly what a teaser is supposed to be. But from the perspective of graphics and how a cutscene should look, I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, and and even though not everything about it would tell you so, like you said, there were indicators that you're somewhere in France. Well, like all the signs were in French. There was a French-speaking person over a loudspeaker. Yeah. There was a picture of the Eiffel Tower in the barbershop. There was some super-duper classic Blade-style music in the background. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it looks good. You know, we'll, we'll see. Like, at this point, I'm still waiting to see how things go with Wolverine. All thumbs up or you know, with, with Spider-Man mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. So, let's, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Here's one we've been waiting to see how it goes for a long fucking time. And if you're yeah. a part of this part of the gaming community, then you know what I'm talking about. The only other game that people have waited longer for is the next Elder Scrolls game. But they finally dropped a teaser trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6. And it looks pretty tight. It does. It does. It does. does. From a graphics perspective, you could tell they were going out of their way to be like, hey, we know that it's taken us forever to give you anything new, but we're going to show you at least a little bit. Like, this is the tip of the iceberg, Mm -hmm. but this is what we've been working on. Like, look how pretty this is. All of these people really look a lot more like people now. Very much. Like, you really won't be able to let your 12-year-old cousin play this game (laughs) because it'll be like he's looking at real titties. Yeah. Like, you could tell. They're going out of their way. The beach scene was weird because it was like, oh, titties. Like, those are real. Like, oh, that guy's, like, got a real six-pack. Yeah. Like, yeah, for real. They were going out of their way with with this teaser to show you, okay, yes, we've been making you wait for forever. Here's why. Here's what we're working on. Yeah. Here, things are finally coming. That's the upside for me. I like the characters that they introduced. Yeah. I liked where they were going with the kind of pseudo storyline that they hinted at. Mm-hmm. I like that it's another probably fresh out of prison kind of uh, story because, and, and like, you know. It, it, hark- it gave like a hearkening back to Vice City almost a little bit with yeah. like the... Like the '80s vibe logo, and yeah, it had cool vibes. It had cool, it had cool vibes. It did. I'm, I was feeling a lot of it. And then at the end of the trailer, it said "coming 2025," and all I could think of was, "You motherfuckers, <laughs> you're gonna make us wait this long to see this." And then you're going to tell me 2025? What? You could have told me late 2024, and I would have been <laughs> so much happier. Okay? <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. If you had told me Christmas 2024, I'm so much happier. The fact that you had to say 2025. Dude. Come on. I just said I think, it. I think, though, because they have been so tight-lipped about it. That they were like, we need to finally make them salivate. We need to ring that bell 
and make them salivate a little bit just to give them something because we've waited so long to give them anything. Well, and the thing is, I get that and I'm into it because like you said, I'm, I'm into what they were giving me with the trailer. Yeah. And you know, like there are still video game franchises that I'm loyal to in a sense. And even though it's been forever since the last Grand Theft Auto game, and I'm not one of those people who still plays it online routinely with all the online applications they now have for it. That's that's not me. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, I've been a fan of the series basically ever since they went 3D. You know, I, I'm going to want to play this, but I'm also very kind of scared and frustrated at things I've heard about the pricings for it. Oh, boy. Because they're talking about all sorts of different packages, oh you know, for for whatever way you want to play the game. Because I'm sure it's also going to be like a mega online experience if you want it to be. See, and that's honestly, I think that is probably a large part of why they've been making us wait. Is not just because they don't have what they need for GTA 6, which obviously they don't. but, uh, But the other thing is that I think that GTA 5 was such a success after the fact because of everything mm-hmm. they've done with the online shit. still making money hand over still, fist. Still. And they will even after GTA 6 is is a thing. You know? Because there will still be people who have invested so much in GTA 5 that they're still going to want to play that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, like, that's that's just where we're at now. And yeah. I, I shudder at the thought that Someone would have to like pay, you know, two hundred dollars for some kind of deluxe package for GTA Six. Like that, that scares the hell out of me. I hope that I hope that they have like a base model where it's like, are you just someone who's gonna want to play the game by yourself and do the story? This one's for you. Are you someone who's going to play the story but then immediately start playing online and never stop? Here's what you're paying us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, th- I hope that that is the case. Whatever. It frightens me. But like I said, the trailer from, from a visual perspective, very positive. I'm, I'm it, impressed. It looks solid. I've already heard rumblings though of jackasses online who are pissy that it's a female lead, and probably also that she is a POC female lead. Fuck off. That's all P- I have to say about hold that. On, POC. Person of color. Ow. It's a big Come fuck on, off, man. It's a it's stupid. Dude. Ooh, it's woke. Fuck you. Shut I up. I honestly don't give a shit exactly who the lead of GTA is. As long as they're a fun character and have a compelling story, why would I give a fuck? As long as I can put a code in that gives me all the weapons and I can murder people with them. And see, that's what you want from the game. Yep. Yeah, everybody wants their own version. Unfortunately, cheat codes aren't the thing they once were, and you'll have to pay $10 for all the weapons. You're pro- fucking God, son of a bitch. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> just give me a cheat code. We all hate that, Zachary. We all do. Why can't I just sneak into a bookstore, take a pen and paper, and go and look at the latest tips and tricks magazine, write down the codes because I don't want to buy the magazine, and then go home? You know, I don't know why, Zach. Oh, wait. It's because they got wise to that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then even worse, when it got easier, when you could just get that shit online. Yeah. You know. 
it did get even easier. I don't have to go to the bookstore with a pen and paper anymore. Yeah. I used to do that shit, though. Oh, I know. I could tell that was a real-life story. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> one day I just realized, I was like, why am I buying Tips and Tricks magazine? Like, I'm just going to take a piece of paper with me and write down everything I want. I really only want this handful of shit. Exactly. Why pay $6 for a page? Yeah, like... that's probably why Tips and Tricks magazine doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> probably true. stopped a long time ago probably true oh boy all right well our final trailer of the evening ladies and gents i knew you were gonna be dude when i saw this trailer i was like chad is gonna be fucking pumped i i lost my mind a little bit watching it it looks and by looks, I mean everything visually uh, from the world of Fallout that I know and love. Mm -hmm. It looks absolutely on fucking point, oh, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, the, the outfits, the colors, the way they made somebody look like a ghoul. Walton fucking Goggins. Walt. Oh, dude, yeah. That's... Walton fucking Goggins is the ghoul. He's playing the ghoul. That's... I didn't even know that, and it's amazing. Wow. Yeah, like, I love that casting. I mean, that's that's outstanding, dude. It is. Like, I just... I'm super duper psyched about this. It it looks... It, again, looks, because I I don't know anything about, about it beyond the looks from this trailer. But it looks... It's got the look. It's got the look. We're not doing that again. No, 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 no. It's got the look. All right, but now we're really done. Okay. No, but it does. It does. It, it. I mean, everything about this looks and feels, and even with the soundtrack preview they gave us, it yes. sounds Fallout. This, I mean, this is just one of those where it's like, God, I hope... They didn't waste all their efforts on this amazing trailer and that they've actually got something for me for the show because this is this is outstanding. It really is. It looks I mean, I'm not even a Fallout guy the way you are, but I know those games and holy shit that they just like the aesthetic the the feel the vibes as we've Dude, said tonight. It just, it's so it's so incredibly Fallout like yeah. I'm I'm foaming at the mouth over here. This I, I can't believe I got to wait. What is it? April, I think they said when this drops. Yeah, April on Amazon Prime. Oh, April on Prime. You know what? I've got. Yep. I'm going to mark that on my list right now. April. Friday, April 12th, specifically, is episode one, which is entitled The End, which I kind of love. Oh, yeah, man. That is. Oh, that's awesome. Can we? Who's uh, the uh, the young woman playing the the lead here? That is Ella Purnell playing Lucy. Click click on her for a second. Yeah, I'll pull her up. See if see if we can figure out what Where else people know might from? know her from. Ms. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, Wild Lake, Never Let Me Go. She was in Kick-Ass Kick 2 as Dolce. Uh, I don't remember that character. Yeah, neither do I. Uh oh, she she was the voice of Jinx on Arcane on Netflix. Did you oh, watch man. that? It's really good. Even if you don't play that game, which I can't Dude, even think of. Dude, that's what everybody keeps saying. Yeah. yeah, even if you don't play that game, watch the show. Yeah, yeah that's another one clearly that's I don't play that list. game, but it is a really good show. <laughs> oh, she was a Star Trek prodigy. She was Kate Ward in Army of the Dead. Oh, she was in Army of the Dead. 
That was that uh, Batista-led Zack Snyder flick. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably where my, where my brain is trying very hard to remember her from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see a lot of other things that I would have seen her in. She was in Churchill. In any event, uh, I'm I'm totally feeling her in this trailer. Like, hey, as, she was a, young our... Jane's body double in the Legend of Tarzan. Hey, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. That's a big role. Oh, oh man. she was Teen Maleficent in the Maleficent movie. So she's done some shit. Yeah, she's definitely done some shit. Uh, but a very but yeah, fresh face. Still. Again, I I really like uh, everything that I that I saw from her in that trailer. I I'm just super duper excited about this dude. I I can't hardly believe that this is something that is that is going to happen. Quite honestly, like honestly, I I don't remember hearing a lot about this before no. we saw this trailer. Like they. They kind of waited to drop some shit on our heads here, and I'm just, I'm super into it, dude. I'm, like, I'm marking it on my calendar, fucking April 12th, 2024. Yeah, it's weird because, you know, normally because of this show, we are on top of this kind of stuff. But when this trailer dropped, I was surprised. I don't know how we missed it. I'm not sure, I, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we missed rumors or anything that this was happening over at Prime. We're not as plugged in as we'd like to be, I guess. Have we lost a step, Chad? Oh, man. Is that what's don't, happening? Don't even suggest such things. Are we going to get replaced by younger nerds doing nerd news shows? It's already happening. It's already happened. It, happened. Yeah. <laughs> it happens every day, dude. Every single day, a, new, a new young nerd starts every, a nerd news show. Yeah, dude. You can't get past it. There's, there's always a... A hungry nerd out there. Yeah. yeah. They don't look hungry. You can't tell because they usually look well fed. Oh, here's some oh, but, there's some know. trivia here already for it. So let's see. The series will be set within the same continuity as the video game franchise, but with an original story. Executive producer Todd Howard said he wanted to avoid adapting the video games. Smart. The Vault Boy imagery will get will the the Vault Boy imagery which originated in the video games will have an origin story. Nice. Bethesda Game Studio director Todd Howard serves as the executive producer. We already said that. Yeah, 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 that's good. Uh, you want to say this one? Filming for the exterior shots of the Super Duper Mart were filmed in Staten Island in July 2022. Again, how did we not hear about this? No. Uh, closed down ShopRite was dressed up as the in-game chain and was highly visible from the main road. Production added tarps to the fence, but the Super Duper Mart sign painted on the building was still visible. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Vault 33, located in Los Angeles, is listed as a location for the show. However, this vault does not exist in Fallout lore. Mm. The events of Fallout 1 and 2 take place in Southern Cali and take place 84 years and 164 years after the nuclear war of 2077. And introduce blah, 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 blah. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Yeah. The first things were the most interesting because they actually involved the show directly, like things that were going to be taking part. I love that it's happening. And even though it's not a streaming uh, service that I readily rely on. We got I you. I kind of love that it's happening on Prime. I, you know, You know how sometimes something just seems like the perfect place <clears throat> for something? Yeah. I think that's, I think this is one of those. Prime is slowly starting to work its way into the talk. Yeah. As far as like shows go. They've had good shows, but they've just never 
Prime has has not reached like the levels of like even Max. Like Max blew past them. Yeah. And and like Netflix is still up above. Like at least for me anyway. I Netflix, still... Hulu, Max. Yeah. That's that's like the big three right. Well, Netflix, yeah. Hulu, Max, Disney Plus. Yes. Yeah. Because like honestly, for a long time, I always thought of Amazon Prime Video as an afterthought that Amazon was like, hey, we got all this shit. Let's uh, let's do our own streaming part, and people get you know free two day delivery. You know what's funny about it though is that a lot of the time when you're looking for something, that you realize, fuck, it's not on Netflix. Fuck, it's not on Hulu. Fuck, it's not on Disney Plus. Fuck, it's not on Max. That is the place you'll find it. Is yeah. fucking Prime. But you know That's- what I don't like about Prime Video is sometimes you're like, sweet, it's here. Rent for three ninety. Fuck you. Yes, exactly. That's what nobody likes about Prime. Cause fuck that. No, yeah, I'm not renting movies anymore. You ain't yeah. fucking blockbuster, bitch. Nope. I'm already paying you seven thousand dollars a year for your Prime shit. And also all the the everything that's going down with uh, Sony and PlayStation proved that nobody's gonna want to rent or buy like digital property like that anymore what's happening i'm Dude, like i'm so outside there, of that there's all sorts of crazy shit going on involving uh like a class action suit where what? yeah like uh dude i don't i i only know like is it concerning buying digital media and it being removed yeah and basically uh because of uh some difficulties that have happened with the playstation store and certain people not getting properly compensated uh, a lot of things are going to get uh, just eliminated from the store. Oh, wow. And because of it, because they'll just get eliminated, uh, that means that all those people who have, like, purchased them previously, yeah, they don't have that no more. Oof. You know, that kind of shit. Oof. Yeah. Like, there, that is there's, the, that is the there's problem. layers to it, dude. And honestly, I would have brought it up as a topic, like, more seriously, yeah. but I don't, I don't have all the deets. Yeah. That is a problem in general with buying digital because you don't you still don't own it like that is an argument that i hear all the time for get still owning physical media is you buy that video game on steam if at some point steam decides they're not going to leave it in their store that game you bought is gone yeah unless they somehow make a way for you to get it out of the store i mean i get it and that's why folks you just pirate everything he didn't say that. I didn't say he that. Didn't what? Say that. What? You fucking crazy. <laughs> I jest. I jest. You do. Um Do we uh do we feel like doing a, a grain of salt here or you want to call the show for the day? That's up to you, man. You're the host. I'm the Heenan. All right. Well, that means that if I do do a grain of salt, you have to have one ready. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Grain of salt. That special time in TFD Nerdcast where we like to tell you all about something that we've been into recently in the hopes that you might find it of interest yourself. And we haven't done one in a while because that we usually get it gets replaced by our watch alongs. That yeah, because usually we're we're just a little bit too busy for that. But we got five minutes. We, we can do that yeah, shit. Fuck it. And I'll try not to drone on as I've been known to do. Zach, you do you that. get to go first. Uh, my grain of salt is going to be the first video game that I have actively played, uh, like and and like I'm serious about, not something that you could just pick up and put down, you oh, know? Yeah. But like a, the first game that I have actively played in a long time, at least a couple years, 
uh, either. I think Ghost of Tsushima was the last game I like played religiously. I I recall that. Yeah, you were playing that, that pretty was, hard. That's a little. That's a while back now. Uh, Baldur's Gate Three. I have to thank Adam Brinker because he has multiple gaming PCs, and he and I started a multiplayer game of Baldur's Gate that we are going to do as a roommate game. Oh, basically. nice. And uh, I just started it last night. We played for, I'd say, three, four hours or so. And it it's gorgeous. It, it's really fun. Uh, it, it's, if you're a D&D player, it's literally playing D&D, but you are, like, immersed in the world of D&D while playing D&D. Like, you, gotta, you roll dice and shit still. Yeah. And like it still uses all like the stats that you would get it for a D and D character because it is it's Dungeons and Dragons like Baldur's Gate is in Dungeons and Dragons right and uh, yeah you can you can play as one of like the pre made characters who are all really fun or you can create your own character to go along on the trip I did that I'm playing a blue dragonborn named Fuck yeah, Valor. you're gonna build your own character hell Fuck yeah. yeah that's why I told Brinker I was like I apologize this is gonna take me a couple minutes to create a wrestler fan in me. Has to create my own character. No, nah, man, listen, there ain't any way I'm playing anything D&D style where they give me the option to create my own character, and I'm not creating uh-huh. my own fucking character. I, I went with a, a blue dragonborn who, like, it's, like, basically a, a dragon, but it's, like, a humanoid that's dragon, you know? Sure. And uh, I I am born of the black dragons, though, so I get acid spit breath. And uh, I'm a fighter. I went with the fighter class so that I could wield big fucking swords. Nice. And one of the cool parts, like the very opening scene of the game, uh, I won't go into great detail, but there is like a demon dude with a fire sword and Brinker totally charmed the guy and made him drop the weapon and got me a fucking giant fire sword immediately in the game. (laughs) Yeah, So that was pretty cool. Brinker's great that way. Yeah, so, and Brinker's already beaten it. He he and Rick did a multiplayer game, and it was like over 111 hours it took them to do. Oh wow! Yeah, so I don't I don't think I'll ever finish this game, but it'll be fun to play. And I'm awesome. looking forward to every once in a while getting to sit down with Brinker and play for like a day, <laughs> you know. So yeah, Baldur's Gate three. If uh for some reason you haven't heard of it yet somehow, and I'm the first person to tell you how amazing it is, I don't know how that happened. But it's amazing, and you should check it out. You're the one who's told me the most about it, but I have heard plenty about its greatness and how it absolutely cleaned up at I, the Game of the Year Awards. I was saying to you before the show, man, like it is one of those like generational games. Yeah. 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 I, that, that's enough to make me curious. I'm, I might have to investigate. But while we've been doing a bunch of video game stuff, I might as well go ahead and give a video game recommendation of my own. Do it. Because I got Spider-Man 2. I know this isn't my first time mentioning it on the show, but this <laughs> is my first time making it a grain of salt. Okay. Because it's awesome. Nice. The story that they wrote for both Peter and Miles to be involved together, Everything that they did with Venom, even though it's a little different than what I would be inclined to to want necessarily. I thought it worked. Everything still delivered. I thought the combat system was just as good as it was previously, but with some fun improvements. Like it was I mean, you said earlier today when we were uh, discussing it that it was a sequel game. And I don't disagree. 
But for me, for a successful sequel game, you take all the parts that work, you make sure that they keep working, you shine them up, you sprinkle in some new stuff. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what they did. They did it marvelously. Spider-Man 2 is still the jam, and I platinum trophied it in like a couple of weeks. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, seriously, man, it, it, it was. It's a great continuation of the series overall. I think it further endorses what we were saying earlier about Marvel and their concept of turning uh, these individual games into like a conjoined universe. I think if they do that right, in theory now, stay with me. If they do that right, you could eventually evolve it into what they thought they were getting with the Avengers game that everybody wanted to succeed mm -hmm. when the PS5 dropped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, that started on the PS4. Well, yeah, but it was when the PS5 dropped that because that was one of the first games that was on that both. That was both. Uh... Yeah. That was one of the first games that was on both. I, re I remember that because I was still working retail at that point. Gotcha. But yeah, man. That if they do it right, you could conceivably end up with a game like that. And Spider-Man 2 has done everything you could ask for its part. I can't wait for the DLC, honestly. I, I, I'm, I'm like just counting the days till, till that shit happens. Did they do any nudges or winks? towards the possibility of what Spider-Man 3 could be? Like, did they do the Marvel thing where they're like, hey, there might be more. Oh, there's oh, more. Yeah? Oh, there's more. Oh, you'll have to tell me off episode because I'm curious. There's more. Cool. Yeah, we might have to... If you're not going to play Spider-Man 2... I don't know when I will ever get to. I will look up a YouTube video of the ending okay. sequence and... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, but yeah, yeah. Unless somebody too, decides they're gonna lend me their PS5 for like six months, because that's how long it'll take me to do it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it, dude. I get it. It's one of those things that is that is very nice to have. I'm, you know, I'm probably gonna use the kiddo when he gets here as an excuse to buy a PS5. Dane he'll folded. play the shit out Dane of it. Dane folded. Did he? He did. Yeah. <laughs> Told me he he's got one on the way. That's funny. You know. Which made me kind of think that maybe I might invest in Madden if he decides to get it. You know he'll get actually Madden. have someone to play with. But now we're just talking outside of the podcast. Sure are. And the uh, the grain of salt is over, and we just hit the one hour mark, so we actually did that just about right. Good job, kiddo. Hey, Time spiel. for the sign off. Yeah. First things first. Hit us up on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star review. Couple it with a user review, and give us a shout out. Give us a reason to give you a shout out is what I meant. You <laughs> give us me. a shout out and we'll give you a shout That's out. That's right. We, we exchange shout outs. You yeah. got it. You got it. Head on over to the Facebook, like us there. Then everything we do will come to your news feed. You could also hit us up on X. No. X. Huh? No, it's Twitter. It's, <laughs> it's still Twitter. It's just now. It, it's, it's still similar. Twitter to me, damn it. <laughs> Either way, you could hit us up there at TFD Nerdcast. At one angry fat dude or at Z underscore Irish underscore red. All of those tags are also available on Instagram if that's more your jam. Where you could also find Zach's other podcasting efforts 
at the comics that we love featuring the podcast of the same name that does exactly what it says it does just surpassed 100 episodes boo yeah congratulations on that sir a grazie yes indeed Hey, if you don't want to download the show, you could just stream that bitch, but you won't own it, and someday it'll be taken away from you. Oopsies. <laughs> and you can use a lot of different places for that. There's Deezer, Ghana, Google Pod... No, Google Podcasts, I think, is gone now, too. I'm, I think. Uh, Amazon Music. Well, no, all... Google Podcasts is still there. We're okay with Google Podcasts. I thought that yeah. one was going away. No, no, no. Still got that one. Regardless, we're very accessible. If you want us, we're somewhere out in podcatcher land. Pick your podcatcher, search TFD Nerdcast, and we will fall upon you with a kerplop. Kerplop. What's another great website, Chad? That would be twofatdudes.podomatic.com Where the fat first grew. Clicks matter. Go, contribute, be part of the community. Do stuff. Do stuff. And last but not least, for the mousy little fucks in the audience, you don't like social media, you don't like people seeing what you have to say, but you do want to reach out to the two fat dudes, to the TFD, you can do so privately at our very public email address, which of course is Two fat dudes at hotmail.com. Chad, how do they spell that? T O O F E T D U D E Z. Kaplop. Episode 5 7 D. Clap if you love Zachary. Ha, 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 ha